0: Hi there. Welcome to the Calm Podcast, combining academia and life with Marilyn. My name is Marilyn Ritchie, and I have been a mentor and a scientist for 15 years, and I wanted to find a platform to reach more of the academic community than I interact with at my own university. My goal is to give you strategies and ideas for how to achieve harmony between work and life. Sit back, relax, and let's achieve harmony together. Hey there, this is Marilyn, and welcome back to episode seven of the Calm Podcast, Combining Academia and Life with Marilyn. I am going to talk about laziness today, and the reason is that I needed to give myself some motivation this week to overcome the laziness that set in last weekend. I was chatting with a colleague last week, and we were just talking about how one of the things that it's so easy to struggle with right now, especially because we're all at home most of the time, is laziness. And we were chatting about whether or not everyone is prone to laziness, or there are just some people who are inherently lazy where other people aren't. I think we settled on that we agreed that most people can have periods of time that they have a tendency to to get lazy and there are probably certain triggers for that. But we do think some people probably have more of a tendency towards it than others. Um, In general, I would say I'm not a lazy person. In fact, I have a hard time relaxing because I'm so worried about being lazy. And so it's not a word that I would use to describe myself most of the time. But I absolutely caught myself last weekend feeling incredibly lazy. And so I've spent some time this week trying to unpack why I was feeling that way and then trying to figure out how to stop myself from behaving in that way. So first I'm going to talk about the why. Why was I feeling so incredibly lazy over the weekend and as the week was starting? And I think at least for me, and I don't know if other people are feeling this way or not, but I feel like I am living in the movie The Groundhog Day. If you're not familiar with this movie, it came out in 1993. It starred Bill Murray, and he plays a TV weatherman who is on assignment to watch Punxsutawney Phil, the groundhog, come out, and whether he sees his shadow or not, on Groundhog Day. And the premise of the movie is that he gets stuck in this time loop where every day he wakes up and it's Groundhog Day again, and he cannot get past Groundhog Day. And right now, I am definitely feeling a little bit like I'm living in Groundhog Day, where every day we get up, we're still home. We're staying home. There's not a whole lot of variability you know, the kids have their online school. I have my online work, and the only things that seem to change is whether the the sun is shining or it's windy or raining outside, and um, what meals we're having. Which it's funny, my myself and my kids keep talking about what meal planning to do because it's like the one thing that changes every day is what we're eating. So um, I think part of the laziness was stemming from just feeling like i am in a rut like i'm just doing the same things every day and so i just felt like lounging around the other thing that happened over the weekend it was a gorgeous weekend we had a lot of sunshine and warm weather in the philadelphia area which is where i live and so, I caught myself just sitting on my deck in the sun, and I started being productive and doing some work. And then it was kind of too bright, and so I put everything down and closed my eyes. And then I was just laying there, and I could not get myself to get up off the deck. It took, a, it felt like an act of God to finally get myself up to go do something productive. And, and I did. I ended up cleaning up my garage. It ended up not a total loss of a day, but um, I've really had to push myself lately to do things. Um, and I just feel like this week I've been feeling just much more lazy than I ever do. So I thought maybe other people are going through the same thing I am. And so I thought I would share with you the strategies that I've been using with myself this week to get myself to get out of the kind of rut and routine and kind of break this lazy pattern that I feel like I'm getting in. So the first thing that I've been doing is finding an accountability partner or an accountability group to help me do certain things that I need to get done. Um, I'm working on some papers and some grants. And I am absolutely counting on colleagues to, you know, they're doing part, I'm doing part, we're checking in with each other, we're passing the manuscripts or the grants back and forth. That is keeping me accountable because I know there's somebody else waiting for a response from me. And that accountability is helping me do that instead of turning on Netflix and lounging around doing nothing. Um, I also... I've really been trying to keep my workouts on track, and my 14-year-old son has been a lifesaver to keep me accountable and motivated. After dinner, every night this week, he's been like, okay, today is arms. Okay, today is abs. And he has to basically drag me into our gym in the basement. And uh, But it's been great, because afterwards, I'm so glad that I've done it. But man, I could just sit on the couch and... Lounge around, and I I didn't really feel like working out, but it's happened three times this week, and every time I have been so grateful that he did that for me. And so I would definitely recommend if you are struggling with whatever the thing is, whether it's certain work tasks, certain home tasks, exercise, whatever it is, find somebody who can help keep you accountable because they're trying to do it too. And there will be some days that you would be the accountability partner for them. You know, everybody has their days or their weeks that are harder than others. And this is true, certainly during this pandemic, but I think this is true all the time. I often need a workout accountability partner or group. Um, I'm also part of a Facebook group that um, we each post every day, kind of encouraging things about our workouts and share with one another. And for some people, it's a little competitive. You want to keep up with one of your friends. For others, it's just that you see somebody else did it. And so you're like, "Ah, oh, I got to do it too. So things like that can be really helpful. For those of you who are in academia, um, I've definitely been working with some of my trainees about setting deadlines for them. Some of them have asked, they've said, can you please give me a deadline for when you want to have this back? And that way they feel motivated because they're accountable for when they're going to get a task done. Um, For others, I have been setting some maybe soft deadlines, not quite as harsh of deadlines just because I know that we're in this time warp right now, um, which is something I talked about last week, that it is really easy for time to just pass and, and not a lot has gotten done. So I'm trying to be an accountability partner for people in my lab group. And I am counting on some of my colleagues and as it turns out, even my children to be accountability partners for me. So if you can find someone or a group of people to do that for you, I think, that is a great strategy for kind of getting out of a a lazy rut and being more productive. Tip number two, and this is something that I do with myself all the time. I create rewards for achievements, in particular things that are really hard for me to get done. Um, I am a person who really enjoys shopping, and in particular, I really enjoy shoes and purses. Uh, I guess it's super stereotypical woman, but I do. And not only do I like those things, but I like the expensive, high-end versions of those things. And so what I will often do is not allow myself to buy a particular pair of shoes that I have been wanting until after I get some task done that has been on my to-do list for weeks that I just don't want to do. And I've done this a couple of times with certain writing tasks. I've done this with certain editing tasks where, you know, I want this thing, but until I submit this manuscript, I'm not allowed to buy it. But as soon as I do, I can get online and buy it. So the strategy here is to find what brings you joy. Is it online shopping? Is it um, watching some series, you know, binge watching some series? Is it some movie? Is it doing some project in your house? Something that you do that brings you a lot of joy that you can use as a motivator to get something done that you don't want to do. And you only get to enjoy that thing, whatever it is, whether it's a tangible thing or an activity, after you have completed the thing on your list that you don't want to do. It, it's kind of a, a twofer. You Number one, you get the thing done that you need to get done, and you get to do the thing that you enjoy. And so I have found that this works. Like I said, this is not just a pandemic thing. This is something that I do with myself all the time. When I have tasks that I don't want to get done, it's not just for work tasks as well. Um, sometimes there are things like, I really want to go to this particular place or buy this particular thing, but I have to clean out this closet and get rid of the things that we're not wearing anymore to donate to Salvation Army or Goodwill. And it's been on my list for a while. And I, you know, every time I'm in the closet, I'm like, Ugh, I don't feel like doing it. And then I realized that it really needs to get done, but I also would really like to you know, indulge at this particular restaurant or I really wanted to go shopping at this store. I don't let myself do it until I clean out the closet and take the stuff for donation. Um, you have to finish that second part because that's one for me. If you ask my husband, I constantly have bags for donation in the garage or in the basement. It's getting them actually to the place that... Uh, is the bigger challenge for me. And so if you can come up with kind of what are those kind of hard to do items and what is a reward you can give yourself? You can, you know, bake a cake that evening and get to enjoy it. Or you can buy yourself that, you know, new Apple AirPods that you wanted. Whatever the thing is, um, ha- use that reward to get yourself to achieve something that you need to do that you don't really want to do. Tip number three is from an author that I really like. Her name is Mel Robbins. Mel Robbins is an author. She's probably the most booked female speaker in the world. Um, she is an international best-selling author. She has a TED talk, or it's actually a TEDx talk, and it's one of the most popular of all time. It has more than 18 million views, and. She also has a book on the topic, which is called The Five-Second Rule. This is a strategy that she developed and uses for all sorts of things that she needs to do that she doesn't want to do. The idea is super simple. You say to yourself, five, four, three, two, one, and then you blast off, out of your chair, off the couch, wherever it is. And that burst of energy gets you moving. And then you go do the thing. So if you you know, need to go work on something, but you cannot get yourself off the couch and off of social media, you just put your device down, say five, four, three, two, one, and jump up. And just that inertia of the movement really get you going um i thought this was silly when i first heard it i watched the ted talk which is a great ted talk i highly recommend it um it's five second rule by mel robbins and as i said she has a whole book on this um i was at a personal development conference last year and um the speaker so her name is rachel hollis who you've probably heard me mention another author that i like she did this during the conference. So this conference was in a convention center. You know, it's like an eight hour day, you're sitting a lot. And so she uses the five second rule to get people to jump up out of their chairs and kind of dance around for a minute just to create energy. Um, you're The more that you move your body, the more energy you have because your body, kind of the movement of your body creates energy. And so she uses this technique a lot to avoid people kind of getting tired in their chairs when they're at one of her conferences. Um, Again, I kind of laughed and was embarrassed when we did it because I thought it was so silly. And then after a while, I realized that it actually works. And so I use this technique sometimes when I'm sitting in my office and I can feel that I'm just getting tired and kind of daydreaming and not really paying attention. I will just count in my head and jump up out of the chair, and then go do the thing, whatever the thing is that I need to go do. Um, the kind of corollary to this, uh, Brendan Burchard is another author who talks about getting some movement in. He breaks his day up into chunks, and I think it's 50-minute intervals, and every 50 minutes he gets up out of his chair and walks around and you know, for one or two minutes gets some movement because that can not only give us energy, but also kind of get our mind uh, refocused, give it a little bit of a brain break, and then get additional focus. So if you're one of those people who just needs, you know, just that little push of energy to get you going, to get you to go do something, um, I would recommend trying the five-second rule. Uh, Her TED Talk is great. As I said, Mel Robbins, definitely check it out. All right, strategy number four is something that is a little more cerebral, a little more just thinking about kind of what you're doing and what you're not doing. And that is to spend a little bit of time thinking about the future and kind of when we are on the other side of this pandemic or at the end of the quarter, Or at the end of a six month interval, or at the end of a year. Um, This again is a strategy that I use not just right now during the pandemic. This is something I do pretty regularly. I think about kind of units of time and will I be proud of the version of myself that showed up during that period of time? Am I proud of the things that I accomplished? Do I have regret for choices that I've made? Are there things that I wish I had accomplished that I didn't? Are there things that I'm incredibly grateful that I was able to achieve? And then I spend some time thinking about what do I need to do differently in this next period of time? What changes do I need to make so that I am proud and that I do feel successful and that I do feel gratitude, and that I do feel like I've achieved. I think spending some time, not too much time thinking about the future, because the idea here is not to get yourself totally overwhelmed. And I don't think in specific time intervals right now during the pandemic, because I find that to be challenging and anxiety provoking, because it is unclear how long the social distancing is going to stay in effect and the stay-at-home orders in some states some have been lifted some are still under stay at home mine is still under a stay at home in the county that I live in and it's just unclear when things will get back to to normal or the new normal or whatever that looks like and so I don't think in specific time intervals but just you know a year from now when I look back on 2020 will I be proud of what I, achieve during this time? Will I be proud of the version of myself that showed up for my lab and for my husband and for my kids? Did I make good choices during this time in terms of how I spent my time, in terms of how I uh, handled my stress and anxiety, in terms of the food choices that I made, in terms of the self-care? So I'm not advocating that we shouldn't be relaxing. I think there's a huge difference between laziness and relaxing. And it's important that we understand that we need downtime. We should not be robots that work 24 seven and are constantly being productive and are constantly on the move. Sometimes we do need to pause and relax, read a book, watch something on TV, listen to music, sit around and talk to others relaxing is a good thing. So please don't get the idea that relaxing is bad. But are we proud of the way that we're showing up? Are we being the best version of ourselves right now? Or will we regret and have a lot of disappointment about how we showed up during this time? I think that the activity of thinking about these questions can be a motivator to show up better. And Create new patterns and routines and workflows for yourself so that you can do better. If you do have a lot of regret right now, it it just means that you need to make some changes. It doesn't mean that you can't make those changes to be more productive and, and get motivated. You just need to be aware that you're not proud of the choices that you're making and then do them differently. I know for myself, especially as I was feeling pretty lazy and like I wasn't getting things done, it was like, okay, what will I wish that I had gotten done? And what of those things can I get done today or this week? And so for me last weekend, the thing that has been on my list for a while is cleaning out my area of the garage where my car is parked. It has been a mess. I have had boxes there that are still there from, or they were still there from the move, which was two years ago. And every day I get out of my car and I look at those boxes and think, I really need to unpack those boxes. I don't even know what's in those boxes. And so last weekend when I was just laying around and I just could not get motivated, I was like, you know what? I do not want to look back a year from now and say, I was home for however many weeks and I didn't clean out those boxes. They're still there. And so, I jumped up and I did it. I pulled my car out of the garage and I ripped open those boxes and I cleaned them out. And it turns out 3 of them need to go into my office at work cuz they are things for work and 3 of them were trash. Just lots of junk that got moved along the way and things to get rid of. And so it felt so great when I went out into my garage on Monday morning and it was clean and tidy and all of that was done. And so I felt really proud that I had achieved that. And so this kind of, when you are lounging around, spending a little bit of time thinking about what will I wish I had gotten done can be a big motivator to actually get the thing done. All right, on to the last one, strategy number five. This one, uh, again, is just a little bit more thinking Uh, rather than doing. But it's reminding yourself that every day is a new opportunity to live it differently. I think that I certainly get into this pattern of thinking sometimes that I haven't been doing whatever the thing is that I want to be doing for X number of days. And I just kind of throw my hands up, like, forget it. Like, I've already ruined the week. I'll try next week. Or I'm not doing this thing. It's just not happening. So just forget about it. I'm just giving up and not going to try to do it anymore because I can't seem to get myself to do it. That's actually the wrong attitude. I think instead we need to remind ourselves that today is a new opportunity to do it differently. This idea that you have to start some new pattern, new routine, new activity, you know, at the start of the year when people make New Year's resolutions. Those never work. Or at the start of a month or at the start of a week. There's this tendency to try to make change at the start because it feels like the right opportunity to to start some new thing. But the reality is that today is new. We could start today. Um, I have a hat that I got when I was at that de- uh, personal development conference last year that says start today. And the name is actually because that's the name of the the journal and gratitude practice that the Hollis Company sells. But I liked the hat because it's a reminder to me, whatever thing I want to do that has been a struggle for me to do, or you know, the monkey on my back that I can't seem to get off, start today. I don't have to wait until the first of the month. I could start it today. And every day is a chance to be the best version of yourself. If you've listened to other podcasts, you know I talked um, several weeks ago about comparison and comparison can be a great motivator or it can really um, make us anxious and self-conscious and put us down. And so if you can use comparison as a motivator, comparing yourself to others in a way that motivates you, that's great. If when you compare yourself to other people, it makes you feel bad, don't do it. And instead, compare yourself today to the version of yourself yesterday. And what can you do today to be more proud of the person you are today than you were yesterday? That is something that I try every day. And some days I do it and some days I don't. But if you don't achieve it today, so today turns out worse than yesterday, be graceful with yourself. Don't judge yourself about it. Just do better tomorrow you don't have to say oh the week is ruined because I had a bad day. Tomorrow can be the better version of yourself than today was. You don't have to wait until a new month or a new week. Every day is an opportunity to do that day differently. And especially in these last two exercises that I talked about, you know, in this like thinking about whether you're proud of the choices you're making and, you know, reminding yourself that today is a chance to do it differently. I'm going to, I know I've said this a lot, but I think it's so important right now. It's this idea of giving yourself grace for the choices that you've made. If you do have regret, be kind with yourself and think about how to do better rather than beating yourself up. I think it is really important for all of us to remember, especially in the situation that we're in, in this pandemic, this is not something you could have planned for. This is not something you could have anticipated if things are not going the way that you had hoped, it's not your fault. There's nothing that you could have done to anticipate and prepare for all of the weird things that we have been going through as a country right now. And so trying today to figure out what can you do differently to get out of the rut that you're in, to be more motivated, to be more productive, and do those things for yourself for today. Don't beat yourself up for yesterday. And every day when you wake up, think about what you can do to be proud of the version of you that showed up today. I am hopeful for myself and for all of you that when we do get through this and a year from now, when we can look back, that we are proud of the version of ourselves that showed up, that we were productive. You know, I know there's a lot of anxiety and worry about the economy and about jobs and about kind of missed opportunities during this time. And I am sure that the people who can motivate themselves to be productive in whatever area of life they work in, the people who can get up off the couch and break the desire to be lazy because it just kind of feels comforting right now when we're in this groundhog day kind of everyday feeling the same. The people a year from now who are doing well and who are successful are going to be the people that can get motivated. We all as I said earlier, I think can have a tendency towards laziness, but the ones who can break that pattern and be productive even when things are hard are the people who end up successful and achieving and performing well during that time. And so rather than stressing about kind of how much work there is to get done, break it down and find a way for yourself to do well today so that you're proud of it. And that will allow you to look back a year from now and be proud and be successful and have achieved during you know, this unusual time. That is the end of my strategies for getting out of laziness this week. Um, you know, I've, I've heard people say that writers and speakers uh, write and, and speak about what they know and they write and speak about what they need and what they're working on. And I definitely felt like this week was one where as I was brainstorming and and making notes about what to talk about on the podcast, this was definitely a week about what I need rather than what I know. Um, I have definitely been struggling a bit this week with getting motivated. And as I was kind of thinking through how to motivate myself, it's actually been really helpful. Here we are at the end of uh, week nine of being at home. And I have to say I am proud of how I showed up this week. It's been a good week. Although it started out slow, it's ending strong, which is, you know, which is great. I'm glad that as each day has gone on, it's gotten better. I hope that is the same for you. If not, I hope that some of the strategies that I talked about today might give you some ideas for how you can be a better version of yourself today. Uh, With that, I'll wrap up have a good week. Take care. You've just listened to another episode of the Calm Podcast. I hope that some of the strategies that I talked about are helpful to you in your journey through academia and life. As they say, it's not all about the destination. It's about the journey. Let's make it a great one. Until next time.